Welcome to the Entourage Podcast. My name is Paige Scott, and I'm going to be your host. Entourage Ministries gets its inspiration from Psalm 6811 that says, The Lord gives the command, and a great army of women proclaim the good news. Entourage is a multi-generational, multi-denominational, multicultural women's ministry based in Durant, Oklahoma. Join us today as we dive into truth from the Word so that your heart and spirit may be encouraged. Hello, ladies. So I am excited to continue on our journey of hope um, and what hope looks like and the different avenues of what hope is. So, so far we have explored hope as a person, and we know that hope is the person of Jesus, um, that God brings hope, that his word brings hope, that when he speaks, hope follows, Um, hope is activated. We've looked at hope as an anchor for our souls. Um, That was the last one that we looked at together. And we've also looked at hope as a spiritual gift and how it activates faith. And we use that example of those yeast rolls being activated um, by that warm water and then the warmth to help prove them. So um, today we're going to kind of dive into what hope is as a helmet. And so to start this off, I want to read a scripture to you all. And then we're going to kind of talk through what a helmet does and is, and then we'll continue from there. So um, we're looking at 1 Thessalonians 5, verses 4 through 8. Um, I'm going to be using the Passion Translation for this one. Um, And so, yeah, we're going to jump in right there. But it says, But you, beloved brothers and sisters, are not living in the dark, allowing that day to creep up on you like a thief coming to steal. For you are all children of the light, and children of the day. We don't belong to the night nor to darkness. This is why we must not fall asleep as the rest do, but keep wide awake and clear-headed. For those who are asleep sleep the night away, and drunkards get drunk at night. But since we belong to the day, we must stay alert and clear-headed by placing the breastplate of faith and love over our hearts and a helmet of hope, a helmet of the hope of salvation over our thoughts. That's 1 Thessalonians 5, 4 to 8. So that's the first moment where we see a helmet of the hope of salvation over our thoughts. You know, when I was really looking into this helmet of hope, the helmet of salvation, the hope of salvation that's over our thoughts, um, I really started questioning why would he compare, why would this author compare hope to a helmet? Um, and what does a helmet do? So we're all very familiar with helmets overall. Um, but helmets, as I was looking up different elements of it and the way they were used in warfare back in the day and all that, um, helmets were seen as one of your most vital pieces of armor. It was um, a lot of times the last thing that they would put on um, as a piece of their armor And it was said that, you know, you can have a wound to other areas of your body, but if you got a head wound, um, it could knock you out of fighting altogether and it could um, be very fatal for you and for the battle. And so the helmet was very important. Each helmet was designed to withstand certain 
types of weapons. And so you could have your general helmet, but um, when axes and things became really popular weapons to use, they designed the helmet differently to withstand the force of the axe um, that people were using to try to, um, you know, knock the others out of the battle, kill them. Um, And so the helmet was vital as a piece of armor to keep your head safe so that you could continue to fight um, the fight that was in front of you. Each helmet, um, really what they wanted was it to be designed by a masterful um, craftsman because they had to have the perfect amount of thickness and you didn't want multiple um, ways that they're connecting the metal together. And so they really needed someone that was masterful at putting the helmets together in a way that it was going to be strong, it was going to be sturdy, and it was going to be secure to help protect um, the head, which it goes on. Also, helmets were designed in certain ways so that from a distance, you could tell if the person that was approaching you was for or against you. So eventually, some of them would have different design elements, different things on them to show if it was um, a person on your team, you know, on your side or not. And if it was an enemy approaching, you knew you had to go about that approach differently than a friend, um, someone on your same side. And so when we look at the helmet of the hope of our salvation, um, I think it's so cool to think about the fact that um, helmets protect your head, right? They're protecting the head of the body. Um, And the head of our body is Christ. And we are able, as the body of Christ, right? The head of the body is Christ. Um, And we're able to put on this helmet of hope that he provides. So Christ provides us this helmet that is secure and it's safe in him um, to protect us and to help our thoughts to stay in alignment with the salvation that he has brought. And so when we're looking at 1 Thessalonians 5, that last um, verse there that I read, but since we belong to the day, we must stay alert and clear-headed by placing the breastplate of faith and love over our heart, hearts and a helmet of the hope of salvation over our thoughts. Our thought life is so important. And we need to operate with the helmet of hope of our salvation, of salvation over our thoughts. Our salvation that Jesus provided on the cross is way more than just our eternal destiny. He provided freedom for us. He provided hope for us. He provided um, healing for us on the cross. The things that we have access to are there because of the salvation that he brought to us on the cross when he made things right. And so the helmet of the hope of salvation over our thoughts helps guard our thought life to be in alignment with the salvation that he's already provided for us. And so when I have a thought that comes in um, direct contrast to the beauty of the salvation he's provided, I can say, no, that has no place here because I'm wearing the helmet of the hope of salvation over my mind. The helmet of salvation helps guard and keep our minds, but so much more. Within that, the mind um, is a mind that then thinks in accordance with eternity. So we're not thinking, when I'm wearing the helmet of salvation, I'm not thinking just with my own carnal 
thoughts and processing and like this is how Gabe thinks about things. But instead, I am accessing um, the relationship I have with God. I'm using um, his heart and mind and thoughts um, to direct how I'm living and what I'm doing. And so now that hope that I'm wearing as a helmet, um, the salvation that he's provided actually helps my thought life to come in alignment with what he's saying, that now I can be a witness to other people, that I can love others well, I can love my family well. And when a thought comes that's in contradiction to the salvation that he's provided for me, the blessing that he's promised me, like we talked about with hope as an anchor, that the promises he's given to Abraham to bless him, to make him a blessing, um, to prosper him for his seed to be um, numerous and all of that. Now I have those same promises that are secured to me. I can hope in what God is saying to be true um, from his word. And I have this helmet of hope of salvation that is over my thoughts that helps me to keep my thoughts in alignment with the word of God and what he declares above all else. When we wear hope as a helmet, we are actively engaged in the battle for our thoughts. And we're aware of the salvation that comes through faith in Jesus. So we know um, it's a really interesting thing when you look at scripture, because it talks about that you're saved by grace through faith. But then there's also a scripture that talks about um, that you're saved through hope. And that can be confusing. I thought I was saved by grace through faith, and now you're telling me I'm saved through hope. Well, when you look at the full context of those, you're saved by grace through faith is talking about your spiritual standing with God, your um, your heart, you know, you're saved. But when we're saved by hope, it's talking about our bodies, that our bodies have the hope of the second coming of the Lord, of all things being made right, and that I get a new body, um, a new earth suit um, that is incorruptible. So corruptible will take on incorruptible um, in that time. And um, so I have this hope of what is to come. And so um, the helmet of hope helps me to, like I said before, actively engage and be aware of the salvation that has come through Jesus. Um, when I know my head is secure, my thought lives are secure in hope and not in dread um, or fear, but in true hope and faith, then I can go out into battle with a more sure security of what I'm stepping into because I have hope of what my God has already provided. He's already provided the salvation that's needed in the battle ahead. So the hope of salvation, um, that helmet of salvation, is guarding my thoughts so that I can see through the eyes of hope um, that vision of what God has given me where I'm victorious in every situation. I'm victorious in each piece of what happens. And I know sometimes we can be discouraged in our hope. So say I'm believing for um, my mom to be healed and we're praying and believing and nothing happens and it doesn't seem to be working. And I remember that I was praying for Susie and she ended up dying and she didn't get healed. So now my hope is like, oh, is it even there? Should it be there? Is it not there? Um, do I have hope? When I wear hope as a helmet, it strengthens my thought life to have hope in the salvation that was provided by God 
by Jesus on the cross, and that includes healing in my body. And so I say, no, I'm going to hope in what God already said is true, which is that my mom is going to operate in health and wholeness and life is going to um, be what she lives in. And even for ones that have passed away that were operating in that hope and they still passed away, there's still the hope of the second coming. Um, We don't just live for this life. We live for eternity. And their body is still going to be made new um, and no sickness can be attached to it. And so there's hope of the salvation that we have in Jesus. This hope of salvation offers not only freedom um, for our lives now, it offers healing, it offers restoration and wholeness, um, but we also have the hope, like I talked about, for eternity, um, where we'll spend eternity loving and being loved by the one who loves us most, who displayed ultimate love for us to bring us salvation. And so this helmet of hope of salvation helps to guard the way that I think so that my thoughts can be in alignment with what the Father's thoughts are towards his people and towards us. Um, You know, we can find ourselves in crazy situations in um, our lives and different things that happen out of our control and sometimes in our control that things just sometimes go crazy wrong. And if all I'm looking at is the outside situations, I could become hopeless very quickly But instead, whenever I'm looking at these situations, when I'm wearing hope as a helmet over my thoughts, I'm reminded over and over the hope that I have in Jesus, the hope that I have of his promises are secure and I can trust him. And so hope is helping to spark that faith within me to keep moving forward and to keep trusting what he says to be true. You know, I think of the story of Joseph, and um, Joseph as a young man was given these dreams from the Lord, and he shared those dreams, and his brothers did not like those dreams, and they tried to get rid of him, and here he is. He's in slavery. Then he's wrongfully accused, and out of that wrongful accusation, he's put in prison. Um, He rises in prison, um, interprets two dreams, tells them, don't forget about me, And what do they do? They leave and forget about him for a long period of time. And then finally, um, he is given the opportunity to interpret a dream. And he's brought out of that um, prison and actually set as the second in command over everything um, in the land of Egypt. Well, you can't tell me Joseph didn't have hope because of the dream that God had placed within him. That dream had sparked hope in his heart that could help guard his thought life whenever things were going crazy wrong. When he was wrongfully accused and everything was off, he had the hope of what he'd already been shown through his dreams from God that showed him the end is not yet. There's more to this story that I haven't seen yet. And I want to encourage you wherever you're at, that there's more to the story that you haven't seen yet, that God is still working on your behalf and you can hope in what he has and wear that hope of salvation as a helmet to guard your thought life, to stay in alignment with the reality that God is working on your behalf. Um, Hope actually 
helps to defeat the lies of the enemy that try to bombard our minds. When we wear hope as a helmet, um, we're keeping our head safe from the enemy's tactics to try to mess with us, to try to get us off track um, and distracted by what he's saying. And so the helmet of hope helps to guard our lives um, as things can crumble sometimes. The world around us is searching for hope. They're searching for something, something at all to hope in. And we not only know that hope, we have that hope, and we can now show them how to have access to that hope, which is found in Jesus. And so I want to encourage you to be a carrier of hope and help people have something to hold on to. Hope becomes that anchor for their souls that now they can find in the person of Jesus. They can operate in the gift of hope and spread it to other people, and they can operate in their own hearts and minds with a helmet of hope that guards their thoughts and keeps them in alignment with what God has for them. So we have the answer not only for now, but for the life to come. And that answer is salvation through Jesus. And it's simple, but it's so profound. The hope that we have, the hope of salvation, the helmet of salvation, that is hope for us. Um, We want to keep our perspectives aligned with God's heart, with God's thoughts. And that means that we walk and go wherever we walk and go, we can release um, and allow others to experience his goodness and the salvation that comes through him, the hope that's birthed out of relationship with him. Um, and so I want to go back one more time and just read that piece um, from 1 Thessalonians 5 of hope as a helmet and um, just look into it a little bit deeper. And so we have, but you beloved brothers and sisters are not living in the dark allowing that day to creep up on you like a thief coming to steal. So he's reminding us, brothers and sisters, you are no longer in the dark. So once we were in the dark, we were separated. We had no clue what was happening, but now we've been brought into the light. So the day is not going to creep on us like a thief in the night. Instead, we are well aware of the enemy's tactics, right? We're well aware of the darkness, but we have light. You, for you, are a children, are all children of the light and children of the day. So children of light, when they walk out, they bring light wherever they go. So darkness flees when light is there. It has no choice. It can't just try to stay. It leaps. So you are children of the light and children of the day. We don't belong to the night nor to darkness. This, this is why we must not fall asleep as the rest do, but keep wide awake and clear-headed. Here we're seeing that he tells us not to fall asleep, that others do. They fall asleep, that they stop guarding um, their hope. They stop putting hope on as a helmet. Um, They stop putting on that breastplate of faith and love that we're going to read about in just a bit over their hearts. And when they start to fall asleep is when you're vulnerable to the attacks um, of the enemy, right? And so We're not going to fall asleep as the rest do, but we're going to keep awake and we're going to keep clear-headed. How do you stay clear-headed when the world around is going crazy, when there's um, deceit, there's lies, there's false accusations happening all around you? Because you have the helmet of hope, of salvation on that's helping guard your thought life in accordance with the Word of God. 
So we're going to continue on there. For those who are asleep, sleep the night away, and drunkards get drunk at night. But since we belong to the day, we must stay alert and clear-headed. So we're staying alert. We're staying clear-headed. We're staying clear-headed. How? By keeping that helmet of hope on. And it's going to tell us here how we stay alert and how we stay clear-headed. It says we must stay alert and clear-headed by placing the breastplate of faith and love over our hearts and a helmet of hope of salvation over our thoughts. So if we want to know how we stay clear-headed, how we stay alert to the enemy's tactics, to what's going on around us, we keep faith and love as our breastplate, and we keep the helmet of hope on of our salvation over our thoughts. So I want to encourage you, hope is not just a word that we throw around lightly. Um, Hope is a powerful, powerful weapon against the enemy, a powerful weapon to be used. And yes, we're talking about hope as a helmet here, and a helmet is not a weapon. It's um, clearly not something that you stab at someone else. Um, It protects you. But hope is still a weapon that can be used against the enemy because if we can hope, if we can put our hope in God, put our hope in the salvation that he's already provided, when he stirs hope in our hearts, when you have a vision beyond what you can see, no one can take that away from you. The enemy can try to hit you on so many fronts, but when you know what your God says and when you believe what he says above anything else, that hope propels you forward. And that hope is something that is unshakable, unbreakable, and unbeatable. It's firm and it's secure. And so I hope that um, this look into hope has stirred something in your heart to be a person of hope, that just as Rahab was a person of hope, that when the world around was jeering and laughing, it looked like destruction was going to come to all, she put her hope in that when she put that cord outside her window, that God, the God that they talked about, was going to save her from the destruction that happened. And he did. And she kept her hope alive. And so I want to encourage you, keep hope alive in your heart, in your life. Allow the Father to minister to your thought life. If you're struggling with wearing that helmet of hope of salvation that you've been provided through Jesus, I want to encourage you, um, hope again. Hope by a fresh word from the Lord. Hope by reading His scripture. Um, He is hope. And when we read His word, when we come in contact with Him, hope is stirred within us and we begin to see things in a new way. So um, like we've talked about before, hope and faith work hand in hand. Hope helps to create an environment where faith can grow and your faith can grow of who God is and what he has for you as you stand in a place of hope. Hope is always future tense. It's always looking at the future. Um, It's always forward thinking. Faith is now though. And so hope is thinking about the future. And now we bring faith to that for the now. And we see faith works in hope. Um, One example even of that that um, we could use was like a thermostat. If I was to turn the thermostat on 75, that's my hope that the air is going to get to 75. But faith is when the whole machine kicks on and it starts operating and working and all of a sudden the air starts blasting 
at 75 and it gets down to it. So that hope, me setting it, created an environment for faith to then do its work. So I would encourage you, wear that helmet of the hope of salvation and allow that hope to stir within you faith to minister to others out of the salvation that you've been provided from Jesus um, that protects your mind. It protects your your will, your emotions, your thought life. And you'll notice that all of these different aspects of hope all overlap together and they all um, mush in together like a big happy stew. Um, but God is so good and He is a God of hope. And so I pray that this has been a blessing to you that you've grown in what it is to hope. Um, And thank you for joining me on all of this. Thank you for enduring my first podcast without um, people in the room with me, which is a little odd um, for me. But I so appreciate each one of you. And I want to just pray us out um, this last time together right now on hope. So, Father, I thank you so much that you are a God of hope, that you have taught us what it means to hope in you and what hope truly is. Father, I thank you that we would be a people of hope, that let hope hang out our window, that let hope be showcased for the world around to see, and that it springs about hope in the hearts and lives of others. Father, I thank you that you minister to us, that you love us, and that we are secure, we are safe, and we are anchored to you. So Father, I thank you for this time together. Thank you that each one of these ladies is stirred in their hearts for the more that you have for them and that they begin to dream anew and hope anew for what you have. In your name, amen. Thanks for joining us today. For more information about Entourage Ministries, visit our website at entourageministries.com or visit us on Facebook or Instagram. 